0: Welcome to Back to the Futures, the official podcast of the Futures Collegiate Baseball League, presented by Change Up. I'm Owen Shatterick, and joining me, as always, is my
1: co-host, Johnny Maffey. Johnny, how are you today? I'm great, Owen. Thanks to everyone for tuning in, whether you're watching or listening. We're going to keep the fireworks rolling this week after the July 4th weekend. We hope everyone had a great holiday, but we're going to keep, keep the content pumping out. We have a great interview for you today, but a little preview for the week. The All-Star Games, a week from tomorrow... The Home Run Derbys week from today, we have the draft coming up at the back half of next weekend, but we're starting you out with Trey Cobb today.
0: Yeah, Trey Cobb, very likely someone that will be at this All-Star game on Tuesday, July 13th. Really excited for you all to hear this interview. Trey is an integral part of the success so far in Norwich, and he talked all about what's it like to be a unicorn as well as his career at the University of Hartford so far, and he's obviously off to a great start this summer.
1: Yeah, you know, him and Coach Balinski down in Norwich seem to be doing it the right way. They're having fun. They're having fun with the fans, and they're winning baseball games. And, yeah, it's obviously so awesome to have these new teams uh, rounding out the whole FCBL. Yeah, it's been great to see eight teams
0: pumping out content each and every night and pumping out baseball each and every night. And we're going to stop pumping out words and get you to this interview. So without further ado, we present our interview with Trey Cobb. Let's roll. At this time, we are honored to be joined by our next guest, who's been a big part of the success for one of our two new teams in the Futures League. It's Trey Cobb of the Norwich Sea Unicorns. Trey, thank you so much for joining us, and welcome to Back to the Futures. How are you? I'm good. I know I'm good. How are you guys doing today? We're doing good. Really happy to have you on. And to get started, you've had a really good start to the season. You're hitting 263. you You've got four doubles, three home runs, 13 runs, 15 RBI. What's it been like to get off to such a good start, and how have you felt to start the summer?
2: Um, it's been good. It's good to always get off to a good start. It's good to help the team get some, get some wins. It's because it's also good in baseball. It's good to start off fast because it's good to get, get into a rhythm. So I'm glad I'm getting to a rhythm right now where I can feel, feel good with my swing. Yeah, absolutely.
1: You're getting into a rhythm. You're in the rhythm in the spring. So you carried that over and now the whole Sea Unicorns team seems to be getting into a rhythm. So what does it mean to be a member of one of the new expansion FCBL
2: teams and uh, continue to the- great tradition of baseball in norwich i um, mean it's cool to be on a new team because then like it's cool because you're like the first ones to like set the standard for the team so basically like for futures team to come like if we keep doing well and that's going to just be expected by our team now so that it's good to kind of be in that environment absolutely that's a great attitude to have what's what are the thoughts on the sea unicorn's name um it's cool it's cool we always joke about it because we always when we look at the our, our logo it looks like a narwhal so we always, but like a sea unicorn name is kind of cool because it's like, it's different. And it's like, and like the fans, the fans love the name and the fans always buy our gear and stuff. So I think, I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. We had
0: your GM, Dave Scrimmerhorn on episode four of season three. And he talked about that, how it's, it's a, uh, it's a unique name that's bringing in a lot of buzz. So that's awesome. And what does it mean to play at Dodd Stadium? It's such a
2: beautiful stadium that means a lot to the city of Norwich and the
0: state of Connecticut.
2: Uh, it's a beautiful stadium i think it's one of the best stadiums in the league to be honest we have a nice locker room we have good facilities and it's it's cool because a lot of people like one of the teams come they always talk about how nice our stadiums because like every team doesn't have like as nice of a stadium as we do so it's good to have that because it's good to like come to that every day knowing you have like the best facilities the best people working there so it's actually good for like your mental attitude too yeah definitely i can't wait
1: to make it down to dot i still haven't yet i don't know why but uh, what's your relationship like with Coach Polinski? He's obviously the for those who don't know the manager of the Norwich Sea Unicorns. What's uh, Coach
2: Polinski taught you so far? Uh, he's a great guy. He has a great personality. He's really like into winning. Like he's really because like this is one of his first big head coaching jobs, so he's really trying to make a uh, an impress good impression. So like he's really getting on us about winning or attitude. Like what time we get to the field. Like he's a he's a very good guy, and he's like. I like how he's also trying to make us better players and not just trying to win games because then again it's also summer ball. So we also preparing for our college seasons. So he's really on to making us get up to better players and not just better players, but also become a better man. So, so he's a great coach. Sounds like a great
1: pitch for someone to, to come to the FCBL and play for the scene, of Corinth. Um, so, like we said, Norwich is one of the two new teams. So a lot of teams had some of their rosters filled up before. Norwich was even officially in the league. So what was the whole
2: process start to finish of you joining Norwich? Well, I had I had joined, I didn't even get to make the first game because I got a call late from my coach and that I got signed on the team. I think I, he told me I was playing, I think a day before the sheeting started. So I had missed the first game. I missed the first practice. And so, but I was able to come to the second game. And so it was it was all, it was all lower place. I didn't know where I was playing this summer. And so I had to, and I also live in Maryland, so I had to drive like six and a half hours up here to come get here. And I just got right into the, I think the second game, I got put right into the lineup. So it was a quick, like quick, uh, quick to adapt for me. But like ever since I've been here, I've been having a great time. Yeah, it's crazy how those last
1: minute things work out.
0: So you play at the University of Hartford. We'll get a lot more into that in a couple minutes, but Colin Blake is one of your teammates. He's had a great start in the league as well. You have yet to face him this summer, but if you get the chance to, what will be your mentality in the box? Oh, I'm definitely trying
2: to hit a home run. Like it's not—it's not even a question. I'm, I'm trying to—I'm trying to do some damage. But uh, Collins is a good pitcher. He had a—he had a good year for us. I mean, but my mentality, like, if you're on the other side of the team, we're not, we not cool until the game's over. So I'm trying to—I'm trying to beat you. I'm trying to do whatever I can to help our team win. So I'm trying to just get on babe. I'm trying to get a home run day to double do something, but I can't have him have the edge over me because then he'll talk about it. So I can't let that happen.
0: Yeah. You know, that's following you back to school. Not a, no doubt yeah, about it.
2: Can't let that happen.
0: And there are also many Hartford players who played in the FCBL previously, whether it's Nick Nick Domkowski, John Thrasher or Devin Kellogg. Did you talk to those guys at all about the FCBL and summer ball and what were your preparations going into the summer?
2: Um, yeah, I talked to some of them just to see about how it was because, like, I know we have, like, a really lengthy schedule and, like, we play six days a week. So, like, I just had to talk to them to see what's up, like, like how your mindset is and, like, how you get through all this stuff. Because, like, like the season is it's a lot of where it's on your body because we come straight from the season going to play six days a week and only having one off day. So it's a lot on your body and it's a lot on your mind. So you have to do certain things to prepare yourself to make sure, like, you don't injure yourself and things like that. Hold on, we'll get right back to Trey, but
1: first... We want to share a message from our friends at 78 Sports. Do you have kids playing baseball or softball? We all know practice time is limited, especially here in New England. Not to mention the cost of lessons and cage time can add up quickly. Save yourself time and money by giving your kids what they need to work on their game at home. Our friends at 78 Sports can help you put together the perfect at-home training setup. Whether you want to start small, with just a tee and hitting net, or looking to set up a full cage with turf and a pitching machine, They have you covered the team at 78 sports has designed and installed hundreds of home and commercial sports training facilities. So let them help you plan the perfect setup for your space. Visit the 78 sports website at 78 sports.com. That's S E V E N T Y number eight sports.com for a limited time. Just by mentioning back to the futures, you'll receive a 10% discount off your order. That's S E V E N T Y number eight sports. .com now we return to Trey Cobb absolutely and uh so back to the field a little bit you have plenty of speed around the bases you have stolen eight bags this year so far what goes through your mind when you get that steal sign what's the mentality what's the preparation what are you looking for
2: well personally i am looking well why right when i get on base i'm always looking to steal because that's one of my my attributes that i have and I'm trying to leave, I'm trying to get to segments as early as possible, early in the count, because I don't want to put pressure on the batter. So I want to make sure I get, can get to second base and get the score as early as I can. So I'm, also, I'm just reading the pitcher, looking through him throughout the game, looking at his reads, like seeing if he repeats anything, like his holds or anything, just to give me a slight edge to make sure I can get to the, the next base.
0: And kind of as a follow-up to that, like what specifically are you looking for when these pitchers are on the mound and you're in the dugout and you're trying to study them? Like what type of things are you like, oh, I can steal on this because
2: of X, Y, and Z? Well, one is pitch sequence, like to see if he does the same thing to each batter. Like maybe he might start off at each batter with a curveball. So I know that's a good pitch to run on. So maybe I might just deal with pitch between you know, all the time. Also see if his holds are the same, like say he comes set, then he's always like one, two, then goes to play. If he does that every time then I could just read that. Or I'm just see if he does like a little balk move with his, with his feet or if he, if he has a quick or slow move. Just just little things like that just to give me a slight edge.
0: Yeah, sounds like a baseball player studying hard right there, so that's awesome. And through our research, we found that it was clear that your dream is to be a major league player. So how will you use the upcoming scout days and the upcoming all-star game and the rest of the season to prove that you're a prospect that MLB teams should
2: definitely consider? Um, well, I'm just trying to – like showcase myself the best way I can. So to say, if I am on a scout day, I'm trying to show my power. I want to show my arm strength, so my, my good glove, my good feet, just to put myself over anybody who who they might like look over me. I mean, and also, I mean, I go to the mid-major. It's not like I go to a big school. So I got to make sure I do, like I got I to gotta do more than maybe some other guys do because like we may not get the same exposure that other big schools do. So I got to take advantage of these little scout days and stuff just to prove myself.
0: Yeah, and you certainly proved yourself at school as we transition here. You had a blistering sophomore season this past spring. In 34 games, you hit 308, three doubles, three home runs, 20 runs, 20 RBIs, 18 stolen bases, which is crazy. And I could go on. How did you feel coming out of that season, and what's it like to have this continued success going into the summer? I'm going to feel
2: good because freshman year, we had a showing season, so we didn't really get – I didn't really get to showcase myself as much as I did. So I want to make sure I came out the next year with a bang because I knew – I was able to fight for a starting job. And so this year was a big like statement just to prove myself in the conference, just to show that I'm here to play and I'm, I'm, I can be that guy. And I just wanted to roll that same thing over into this spring season. Cause I know like you can still get scouted and stuff. So I want to make sure I didn't lose any focus, make sure I come with the same mentality that I did at school, like just that hunger and like the, that drive that I have just to keep rolling on throughout the summer. Yeah, so last
1: year, obviously the sample size for everyone was basically a wash, even if you played like a couple of games. Did you feel more pressure coming into this spring because you didn't get the opportunity or nobody got the opportunity last spring? Or uh, were, you, were you just trying to work
2: and grind? Um, I, mean, I don't really like, I don't really put too much pressure on myself because I know the, the attributes I have, like not to sound like cocky or nothing, but I just have a lot of confidence in myself. So I don't like to put pressure on myself because usually when I do that, things just start to fold. So I like to go into things more relaxed and just like stay on my plan and stay on this that thing that I have going into my future. So I just like to take things step by step day by day and keep doing what I do best, which is working hard. And then like that thing's just transfer transfer into the field. Yeah. So as much as we want to move on from COVID, we are gonna ask you how you, how
1: you stayed in shape? Did you get creative? What what was your process throughout, you know,
2: the unknown? Well, like when first when COVID first hit. Uh, my freshman, we had to go home. When I went home, there were a lot of gyms open and stuff. So I just like did a lot of free weight stuff, like, a lot of like like body weight stuff, like putting on like push ups, a lot of burpees and stuff. And then when we got back to school, we weren't allowed to use like the gym on campus. So we like we were able to find like a gym off campus. We were able to find like, there's just hitting spot off campus that we were allowed to use. So we had to just find other stuff that we could use off campus just to help us stay in shape because you still don't want to lose like use this your, lose yourself because other guys are still going to be out there getting better so you got to make sure you're doing the same
1: absolutely that's uh that's a great way to look at it so in early may this year university of hartford made their move from d1 to d3 official how they let you guys
2: know about that um, we just had a we just had a meeting in the dugout because we uh we had all heard the like, the the ruckus around it, like, for a couple of weeks, and then coach finally brought us in the dugout and told us what was up, and he was like, it may, no one knows what's going to happen yet because it may or may not go through, and, like, there's lawsuits going around now or that I know of, and so, like, it's everything just all, it's all over the place, and we just, we, he just wanted to make sure that we were still focused on our season and not let that dictate what was going to, like, how that was going to, like, make our season go.
0: So, yeah, obviously this is big news to be dropped on you. So what were some of the first things that you were going through your mind? Did you ever think about transferring? Did you always know you were going to stay? What was the type of support that you got from your family and the Hawks baseball program overall?
2: Basically, when it first happened, we were all all kind of down about it in the dugout because we had a whole team meeting in the dugout. And then Coach Bud just told us, like, don't worry about any of this right now. We can worry about this after the season. So just flush this and make sure we are all on the same – worry about the main goal that we have is to win the conference so we all flushed that and I didn't start worrying about any of that stuff after the season was over so I didn't talk about transferring any of that or like what my future holds until after the season was over because we still have one main goal to focus on yeah it's almost you know baseball is such a mental
1: game it's almost easier to hear it I, I could be totally wrong about this but it could be easier to hear it during the season because you can just focus on baseball you can get on the field but um what's been like the reaction since the season with the team
2: and the program? Um, well, uh, you know, you always got some guys who want to stay. You got some guys who want to leave. So it's all, it's all, but you can't get mad at anybody if they want to leave. Cause like, I mean, this is not what you plan on. doing. Right. Don't. Right. Mm-hmm. You're planning on ball and now do what you got to do. You, I mean, you committed to a D one school and you expected it to take a D one school. So, I mean, some guys may want to leave. Some guys may want to stay. I mean, I won't put my no business out there like that. But I mean, we just don't know until we walk back on campus and you see who here and you see who not. Yeah. So one last thing about the
1: the situation, it it made national news. It was it was trending. One tweet that got a lot of traffic was uh, one of one of the softball players put some black tape over her over her jersey. Was that like? the whole reaction was just a lot of anger and, and emotion or uh, was it similar throughout the whole athletic program?
2: Well, there was a lot of anger. There was a lot of emotion going around because, I mean, you came here and, and you thought you are going to be a D1 ba- D1 baseball player. And then to have that kind of taken away from you was, I mean, it would, it would make you upset. And so they did that just to, just, to, just to show, like, how they were feeling. And, like, we didn't end up doing that because uh, Woodward, I mean, I mean, we're still a Hawking if he's here or not. So, I mean, I mean, we're not playing for him. So we're playing for our school name. So he had nothing to do with our school name. So we didn't decide to black it out because I mean, he ain't got nothing to do with us and we're not playing for him. We just playing for ourselves and playing for the Harvard that we wear across our chest. Yeah, absolutely. So
1: back a couple of years further, you're from Huntington, Maryland. Is that Nats or
2: Orioles territory? Well, personally, I was, I'm from Upper Margo. just, I moved to Huntington later in my oh, life. Okay. But like I'm, I'm actually a Yankees fan. Personally. Okay.
1: We'll, we'll get to that in the quick hit segment then. So uh, how'd you end up at Hartford? What was the
2: recruiting process like? Um, so I went to a Penn state camp and one of their coaches had seen me. And then I went to a UConn camp and they were also there. And that's when I got invited to Hartford camp. And I went there. Then I balled out, I did what I had to do, and we kept in touch. And then I went on my official, and then they they offered me. Then I was going to sit on it, go to the camps, and on the ride home, I was like, now nah, I'm just going to commit. So I called Coach Bud back at like, probably like 9, 10 o'clock at night while I was on the way home to Maryland, and I was like, yeah, I'm committing. And he was excited, and I was excited. So basically, it was a, it was a pretty quick process, <laughs> to be honest with you, for me to commit there. Yeah, you know, you see a lot, coaches will be at different
1: showcases or different other schools camps. How, when, when were those? What, what year in high schools were those? Was one in the fall, one in the summer, or was it, was it even, even closer together?
2: It was all during my, I'm pretty sure it was the, it was the fall of my junior year that I went, because I committed in November of my junior year, so all that, all those camps that I went to was all probably like a, it was all in probably like a two to three month process, and then. I went on my official. I don't know. I'm going to, I might have moved on my official in like December, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Then he made the call on the ride home. That's awesome. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Well, no, I went on my official in November. Yeah. I went on my official November. So I think I went to the camp in October because I committed in November. So I think I went to the camp in October and then committed in November.
0: Before we return to our interview with Trey Cobb, we want to share a message from our friends at On Demand Storage. Are you tired of living in clutter? Do you need more space around your home or office? Are you sick of visiting your self-storage unit? Does your business need a way to securely and conveniently store excess materials? On-Demand Storage will pick up your items directly from your location and put them in storage for you. When you want something put back, give us a call and we can deliver it back right away. We bring convenience to the outdated self-storage process. Visit ondemandstorage.com and submit an inquiry. During sign-up, mention the Futures League and receive 50% off your storage pickup. Once again, that's on-demand storage, all one word.com. We now return to our interview with Trey Cobb. Unbelievable senior season you had at Charles Herbert Flowers High School. You hit 554, 31 hits, 7 home runs, 21 RBI, and 28 stolen bases as a senior, which is, those stats are just mind-blowing. You also hold the Maryland high school record for most career walks, runs scored, and stolen bases. And you also led the state in home runs that year. It's just it's ridiculous reading those numbers out loud. What was it
2: like playing for Charles Herbert Flowers and having the success that you did? Um, it was real cool. I mean, because when I got there, I mean, my county is not really like big on baseball or anything. Like my county's usually been on, like football, basketball, and track. So When I got there, me and my a couple, of me and my friends got there. We wanted to come there and make a statement. And so, like over the next like four years, we had won our first like county championships. We won our first we went to like a regional. We went to the semifinals in states for the first time. So it was, was kind of cool because no one really had respect for my school from a baseball standpoint. And we came in there and made, it, made a statement. No one believed in us at all. Like we was getting trash talk everywhere. And like, I mean, and like we're, we were just a small county school and we were putting our school on a, our county on the map for baseball. So we were going to other counties and proving ourselves. We were being other, other bigger schools in the county. So it was actually kind of cool just to make a name for our school. Yeah, that's what you want. Proving the doubters wrong 100 percent So that's awesome.
0: And one of your biggest supporters is your dad. We were on Twitter and he seems to be the one that always retweets your stuff first. What does it mean to have so much support from him and especially on
2: Twitter? Uh, I mean, it's cool. My father always been in my corner. He's the one. I'm literally, I'm just like him. I just like him. I have the drive just like him. I mean, so it's cool to somebody have somebody in your corner just to to make sure you keep your hair right and drive you and support you, been there, been there through all your ups and downs. So it's good to have somebody like like your day one, just so you can go to like whenever you need help or something. And like it's cool because not everybody has this type of person in their life. So it's cool to have him just to make sure I keep my hair right and make sure because we both want the same thing for me is to make it to MLB. So it's cool to have somebody in my corner just to keep me driven. Is he the one that drives up and down with you to Hartford? Yeah. He. So what's the what's the
1: routine? Where are you stopping? Do you have a rest stop? So I'm uh, sure you've made that drive a bunch.
2: Uh, we like Popeyes. Popeyes. I love Popeyes. Every time you every time come, we will Popeyes. I love Popeyes. So good. So good. Yeah, Popeyes is definitely a move. And before we get to our final segment, how about a message to Sea Unicorn fans? Um, well, Sea Unicorn is going to try to take home that championship this year. We appreciate y'all. We appreciate y'all support coming out every day just to see us play, and it means a lot to us, so we appreciate you guys for that. Thank you.
0: Yeah, it's been great to see fans at all these games and some of the temperatures heating up for sure and so are the fans in the ballpark. So it's been awesome. And we now move on to our final segment. It's called Quick Hits. It's presented by Zephyr, the official on-field hat of the Futures League, Zephyr high quality and innovative design since 1993. So Trey, we got a couple more questions we want to ask you for our audience to get to know you better. Is that cool? Yes. Yeah, cool. All right, let's do it. Favorite
2: baseball teammate that you've ever played with? Uh, my favorite baseball teammate i played with is definitely probably Chase Thompson. He was one of my players in high school, and he's one of my best friends. So it was cool to always have him by my side when I played.
0: And how about one ballpark that you've played in and one that you've attended as a fan?
2: Um, probably, I would say, the Orioles Stadium. I played there in an all-star game, and I used to go there to watch Orioles games. So it was actually kind of cool to be there and play there. Yeah, Camden Yards is a great ballpark, and that's that's certainly a cool place to play. Did
0: you ever try and uh, pull them over the uh, the left field wall? Or
2: I mean, yeah, I try, but I mean, in the Austin game, I didn't end up hitting one out. But I mean, it was cool to just be there and have the, it was just a surreal moment. Absolutely. And how about a sports stadium or sporting event that's on your bucket list? Um, I've, I've always wanted to go a sporting event. I've always wanted to go to the Olympics. Um, I'm Jamaican, my mom's, um, from Jamaica. I mean, I can't see Usain Bolt run anymore because he retired. but I'll always, always other see the Jamaican track team run. That's one of the things I've always wanted to do. Yeah. Usain Bolt is an
0: unbelievable athlete and it's been so cool to see what he's done the past couple of years for sure. And you alluded to it earlier. You are a Yankees fan. So how about favorite big league player, whether it's current or historical?
2: Um, definitely Javier Baez or Fernando Tatis. That's what a lot of a lot of the kids call me at the stadium now, Tatis, because of my hair and the way I play. But like, I love those guys. That's such so swagger to their game, and they're they're taking the game to a different level, like with all the celebration stuff and taking baseball into a new place. So I like what they're doing with the game.
0: And you are an infielder, so are those two players that you model your game after? Are there any others in particular?
2: Yeah, I like to model players that usually play my position or had the same type of swing as me. I have a leg kick, and so does Javier Baez. So I like to look at his swing and stuff. And, like the, and I just like the swagger that Tatis brings to the field. So I like to do stuff just like him too. Like when I run the base, I do a little, when I fit on run, I do a little stutter step around third, just like he does. So like, it's, it's kind of cool.
1: So talking about your position, your Twitter handle is at shortstop doc. Is that like a
2: nickname you had, or is that a, t- a Twitter handle you've always had? Uh, yeah, doc is a nickname that my father calls me. And like some people in my family calls me. So I usually go by and I came up, up with that with that tune a long time ago, and I just ended up keeping it because I thought it just sounded cool.
1: Yeah, that has a great ring to it. So when you're at Dodd Stadium, what's your walk-up music? What's blaring through the stands as uh as you're coming up to bat?
2: Um, it's a 50 Cent song. Um, I actually um I had to change it because uh it was a Rick Ross song. Devil Devil is a lie. That I that's why I use at school, but they didn't have the clean version, so I did use a 50 Cent song. So I don't know. I usually. And I always, I always, always sing my walk-up song to myself when I walk out to, my, to the plate. So it's, it's like a routine for me. Yeah, that's one way to get in the zone. And are you superstitious? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I do the same thing when I walk up to the plate every time. And I always, like, make sure, like, all my gear is tight. So I, I, I do a little – I'm superstitious with a little bit of stuff.
1: Yeah, little, you, you got you to gotta stick with one routine that works, definitely. When you're at the game as a fan, what's your favorite
2: ballpark food? Um, definitely chicken tenders I love chicken tenders and fries with honey mustard it has to have honey mustard like no word. I can't use barbecue sauce with chicken tenders it has to be honey mustard
1: and this is our July 5th episode we're recording it before the weekend what's your favorite July 4th food
2: uh well since I'm Jamaican we always like use that Caribbean Caribbean foods oh. so I, I like curry chicken or oxtail but if I was going like American food definitely probably definitely probably like a cheeseburger like with like like double patties on it, definitely. because I like to eat. So
1: yeah, big, big juicy one for the holiday. And uh, are you a bubblegum guy or sunflower seeds guy?
2: Uh probably bubblegum. I used to be a sunflower seed guy when I was younger, but I kind of shied away from that. And I just oh I'm probably a bubblegum guy, like big league chew.
1: And last question of our quick hit segment presented by Zephyr. What's your favorite all-time
2: baseball memory? Um, probably I would say when we won our first county championship in high school, because you could just see the, the emotion from our coach, how much it meant to him, how much it meant to our program. It was good just to bring that bring that to the first time for our school. So it was actually pretty nice.
0: Yeah, for your coach, for your county, for your school, that's got to be, that's an exceptional memory and one that you certainly will never forget. Absolutely. Well, Trey, that's all we have for you today. Thank you so much for joining us. Best of luck with everything. And we can't wait to see you and the Sea Unicorns at Dodd Stadium all season long.
2: Thank you guys. I appreciate you for having me. Thanks,
0: Trey. Thanks. Well, this has been episode 17 of season three of Back to the Futures, the official podcast of the Futures Collegiate Baseball League. We have new episodes coming out every Monday and Thursday. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see everyone soon. Thank mm-hmm. you.